Hey y'all, what is up? Lauren Duray coming back at you. And today we're going to talk functional medicine. So maybe you were with us before and you already figured out what it is that you want to do with your transcendent alignment. That was tacked onto our last episode. We had to have a two in one in our last episode and hopefully you figured that out and you see what you're called to do. If you're not, if you're not sure yet, then hang tight. We're going to talk a little bit functional medicine today. And I'm betting that something within that really strikes a chord for you because most of us who are nurses and practitioners, we literally just get so excited and love to help people treat things naturally. And it feels really good to us. It feels something that is just, we're just called to do it. That's why most of us went into the nursing model. And then, you know, we kind of get hit with all the legalities and the red tape around practitioners and nurses, and we're just really constricted in a lot of ways. And we can't necessarily with time and all those type of things help people in the way that we want to, but that's where functional medicine really shines. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to, we're going to talk about a few different things and also the legal implications that you need to be monitoring for, because I'm not going to throw any, anyone underneath a bus here today. I am going to tell you that there are many people out there who will teach you the wrong thing and that can put you in legal issues whenever you are trying to implement your own functional course and or, I'm sorry, your own functional practice and or you're wanting to start your own you know, brick and mortar practice, whichever one you're wanting to do. I'm going to help you through a few of those things. And I'm one thing I see that you need to avoid. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, y'all, Lauren Dewar, a family doctor of nursing practice coming at you. And if you are a mom in medicine looking to have less stress, more time, and more energy so you can get home and be happy and healthy with your babies and maybe even build a little bit of side hustle and financial freedom on the side, this is your place. Welcome to the Nurse Practitioner's Lifeline. All right, so today's episode. First, let's talk about... One, can a nurse practice functional medicine? Two, what are the legal implications for a nurse or a nurse practitioner who are trying to implement functional medicine in their practice and or start up their own functional medicine practice? And three, is this something even worth thinking about? Meaning, can you make some money from it? Can you not? Is it worth the investment? Because let's be honest, going back to school, learning a new trade, learning something new, we really wanna make sure that we can get back what it is that we kind of put into it. And I never want to lead anyone down a road of, you know, no return. So that's what today is going to be all about. Make sure you listen to each part of this because each topic is going to build upon itself and will make a difference by the one prior to it. So try not to skip around, try to listen to the whole thing because it's really going to be comprehensive. And as usual, guys, I'm going to be very transparent with you and share everything that I know. So let's get started. The first thing that is kind of a, what do they call it, an elephant in the room is can a nurse practice functional medicine? There are a lot of people out there who are selling courses. I am not putting anyone underneath a bus saying that a nurse can practice functional medicine. Now, the caveat to this is that a nurse cannot practice medicine. A nurse practitioner has been trained at the advanced level and they do. And that is within their scope. A nurse, it is not within your scope. Now, with that said, can you still implement functional coaching? Can you still implement functional health coaching as an, as a nurse at the RN level? And absolutely. Yes, you can. I'm going to start all of this off with saying, check your board of nursing, check your state laws. 
I have, and I recommend all of my people, you speak directly to your board of nursing and find out the actual things that people have, you know, went to court over, find out what it is that you need to avoid. And I always advise that you work with a nurse lawyer as well, someone who knows your scope of practice as a nurse, as an, as an APRN, wherever you're at, to double check this. But I'm gonna give you some really great general advice and it can get most everybody or everyone here at least started and down the right path and, and kind of understanding what you need to be thinking about and doing. So <clears throat> nurses already know functional medicine. That is really and truthfully the basis of a lot of what a nurse does is through functional quote unquote medicine. So that's kind of become a, you know, it, I mean, it is a true segment in itself. And it is functional medicine, even whenever it's food first, and we're looking at holistic intervention. Nurses recommend <clears throat> supplements. They do those kind of things already. If you sprain an ankle, you know, a nurse can say, hey, try using something over the counter. You can, you can help people with the, you know, the rice, rest ice, compression, elevation. There are things within your nursing practice that you can, that you can help implement people. And truth be told, 95% of functional medicine is at that level. It is helping people with supplements. It's helping them with <clears throat> natural intervention. It's helping them identify the things within themselves that give those red flags. One thing that you need to note on, and in our functional, in our full complete functional medicine course, we actually have a functional medicine lawyer who is the best of the best. And he, and you know, he, he explains it. He steps it out really well for us, but I'm going to kind of summarize some of that here in that some states, the medical, the medical definition of practicing medicine is ordering labs. Many nurses are being misled to believe that you can order labs on somebody just because they can order them on themselves. There are now programs out there where you can order your own labs. Therefore, people are taking that and they're saying, oh, but you can go ahead and order those labs yourself and interpret those labs and then give recommendations to your clients based upon that. Really and truthfully, just because somebody is speeding through a a, a zone, they're speeding, you know, 70 and a 65 and nobody's getting a ticket. That does not necessarily mean that it's just not that it's legal. And I've even spoken directly to some people whenever I was first starting out, first checking into this. And I, I was told this, oh yeah, you can, you can order labs as a nurse. Check your board because most state boards say that that is practicing medicine, just the ordering of those labs. Now where you can, as a nurse, fully say within your scope and you can do this in the right way is if somebody already has labs ordered for them they already have a diagnosis and they come to you with that diagnosis then you can implement nursing education and nursing education you know we can we can fix like in in our full course we talk about how you can fix the adrenal access if somebody is adrenal fatigue if they have mitochondrial dysfunction. There's so many different things. Like if we're just talking about the topic of, of fatigue, which, wow, how many millions of people could do you, could you help with that? Even the nurse level and make a huge impact, huge, huge impact with them in, in that. And just you know, mitochondrial dysfunction, those type of things, 95% of that guys is, is just natural intervention, knowing when to recommend or, you know, when to yeah recommend the, the, the right thing at the right time. You are an educator. That are, that is what nurses do. 
cannot diagnose somebody. If you are an RN, you need to be cautious of that and that they have to come to you. It's just like nurse concierge. Once somebody has a diagnosis, you can implement things within, within your nursing, within your nursing license. So knowing specifically what you can and can't do in each exact disease processing is a little bit different, but for the most part, as long as you are not diagnosing, I would not recommend you interpret labs. I know there's a lot of people out there who do that and recommend that for the nursing level. I think you're getting yourself in trouble, but like I said, you know, I guess go at your kind of your own rate. And there's a lot of people that recommend it. I know that the two, the, the um, two nurse lawyers in the state, plus the functional medicine one I've spoken to, plus the other uh, lawyers I've spoken to, they're like, you know, it's a really shaky, shaky world that you're, you're kind of standing in. So if you went through a course that taught you that, I would say just really do your own, do your own research. And maybe there is a state out there that, that says you can, I don't know. But bottom line is without, with all of that, I don't have to be discouraging because yes, nurses can practice functional coaching. I always recommend that my people who are, who do not have a practitioner's level license and, or they're a nurse practitioner who is wanting to practice autonomously, but they cannot based upon their state license, which we're going to get into who can, who can't in the functional world, since there's a lot of not prescriptions there just check your board of nursing, check, check yourself and make sure, but yes, a nurse can do functional coaching and make sure that you're wording that correctly, making sure that you are having them sign the le the proper legal paperwork that says I am not treating or diagnosing. This is education. This is something that I'm helping you through. So I hope that that helps clarify that for you, because I know there's a lot of people searching for that answer. There's a lot of people giving out the wrong answer. And I want to be able to help you all and make sure that you are safe and sound by every means I want to empower you to the fullest scope of your practice, whether you're an RN or you're an APRN, but I don't want to mislead anybody wrong just at the expense of, of being able to, to be part of a trend or something along those lines, because it's going to get us all in trouble and, and none of us want that. And I would hate, I don't know how people are doing that. I don't know how people are recommending that, but either way. So yes, you can. And if you are wanting to do nurse concierge, under the functional model, you 100% can, you can still do that. And you can change lives. Think about, you know, like a health coach, just a regular person, you know, off the street doing health coaching, but think about yourself as a nurse doing that. And think about yourself as a functional nurse doing that 100% you can. So I would definitely encourage that in our course, we do have RNs that go through it. Uh, we even have some LPNs, they have checked their state boards, they know within their scope exactly what what they are able to do and not able to do. The good thing is like with an LPN, we're not we're not prescribing blood or not prescribing blood. I'm sorry. We're not giving anyone blood products or narcotics or anything like that. So still, most of it is still within that scope. Just be cautious because you are upheld to your degree standards and your evidence-based standards. I never recommend that you follow up with any kind of functional education that is based upon just someone who has, I'm, I'm not dogging anyone, but if you, they're a chiropractor or an ND or anything like that, those are different. Those are different evidence-based standards. They're just different. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about anybody in, in any way and saying one is better than the other. I'm saying they're different and you need to be cautious of that as well. So that is probably the number one thing that I see people get stumped up on and I see the wrong information being spread everywhere. So what is it that a nurse practitioner can do versus a nurse? All right, this is also getting a little bit more specific and one thing I would say is it depends on your scope of practice within your state. So if you are practicing in a state and you now have full practice authority, 100% everything within functional medicine is 
within your scope under a family practice model or even an acute care, depending upon, you know, obviously if you're a geriatric nurse practitioner, you're not going to be implementing functional medicine in children. But otherwise, yes, it's within pretty much every nurse practitioner scope that I can think of. Even someone who has the psych one functional medicine is still a huge part of, of psychiatric or psychiatric care is still a huge part of functional medicine. Two, they've already gone through another program that is all encompassing. So yes, absolutely. As a nurse practitioner who is in a restrictive state, that's where things get a little bit different. Some individuals as a nurse practitioner cannot own their own practice. In that case, I would recommend that you most likely are going to have to go down that coaching route. If you're within the state, such as myself, where I can own my own practice, I just can't prescribe without a collaborating functional medicine is still largely within your scope and you could still own your own practice and you can do it in a very safe way. The other part of that is you can, you know, I do help people set them up with a collaborating. That's another option. And then you can have your own practice. There's usually a monthly overhead on that though. And ugh, I really discourage it. You could do telemed. So in my course, I also added telemedicine because you can practice telemedicine, get a, there's a lot more to this than just going and doing it. So you, know, you really have to take the full course to understand all the ins and outs. I'm giving you your options here. You can go forward and uh, get your, you know, open a telemed practice, get licensed in, in, in states that are, that are full scope and advertise in those areas. There's different ways of doing that. So there's a lot of different branches there. This is probably not even everything that we could talk about as far as a nurse practitioner starting your own functional, your own functional medicine practice, but there's a lot of options here and you can really treat completely autonomously, meaning not have any kind of a collaborating as well. And you just have to, you know, you just have to make sure that you're checking your state boards is the big part of that. Everyone's a little bit different, but you're always opened up to telemed no matter where you're at. There is so many different steps to tell you that I can't just get onto all of that right now, but I will say that, so if I am in the state of Oklahoma and I'm seeing somebody in the state of Texas, wherever your patient is located, you need to make sure that you have a license where they are located. Obviously also where you're at, but that's what makes the difference is that where the patient actually is. I mean, if you live in a state, you should have a license there. You, you don't necessarily have to, but because you can, you know, live in a totally different state, but you should get the, what you need to make sure of is that you have a, a license in Texas if that patient is sitting in Texas or if they're sitting in any other state. Okay, Texas is just an example, first one that came to my mind. So the difference between a nurse practitioner and a nurse will sometimes depend just upon their, or their scope of practice within the state. Most of the time though, a nurse practitioner will be able to order the labs, interpret the labs and apply a diagnosis and implement care. You have to see, you know, where you're at, if you need a collaborating or not. Uh, but there are most always ways that if you really just don't want a collaborating, you don't want that overhead because that can be a lot sometimes starting out. And I recommend starting a business with little to no overhead. The other portion of this that really frees everybody up is you can do course creation. And we are all like everybody doesn't matter who they are. Your, your background and your education gives you more credibility than anyone else just posting a YouTube video or someone else posting a podcast or whatever they're doing, you have more credibility given your education, being a part of one of the most respected professions out there. But anybody can educate. Anyone can give education. We all have, we're all protected under, 
you know, under free speech. So, right, pretty much, more or less. I know that's shaky, right? Not to, I'm kind of joking with that. But really and truthfully, you can make a course, though. You always just have to be careful and having, again, the right legal statement that I'm not diagnosing, I'm not treating, just like on this podcast today, I am not giving any kind of legal advice to you. This is education purposes only, okay? Education and entertainment purposes only. So that is kind of the difference between the nurse coaching and the nurse practitioner. Nurse practitioner can also do nurse coaching. You could do a function, you could do functional coaching and help people at that level at the same way and never even have to pull in your license. It depends on where you're practicing, what you're wanting to do and your board of license. If you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to me though, guys. I, I love helping you. I love whenever you reach out to me. It, fires me up. It lets me know that, okay, they're there, the listening, and this is something engaging to them. And I'm not, and I'm actually providing, you know, value into the world. So with that being said, if you have anything that you have a question on, or you're interested in, or you want to learn more about in a later episode, give me a comment below, like just comment below, you know, what your thoughts are, what your questions are. I'll be sure to get back to you. I love interacting with you. Um, if this is something that, you know, really fires you up, we're going to be talking a lot more about this going forward as kind of our brand is growing and it is doing a little bit of a shift. We're probably gonna be focusing more on functional medicines. And so with that being said, and of course, business building, because what we always talk about is passive income, but subscribe to this, you know, reach out. I'll get you plugged into our free group of, of nurses and practitioners awesome women and men who will help you in anything. Like we're just a, a team, an amazing team of people who are like, there's no, no obligation to the, to being a part of the group It's totally free. And we just help each other whenever we can. And you know, if somebody has a question, sometimes it's not myself answering it, somebody else giving the great advice and, you know, it's a really great supportive team. So be sure to, to reach out and, and join our Facebook group, if nothing else, but subscribe, like, do all the things. If this is served you in any way, that is the way that you can pay me because it's totally free information for you. Okay, how do we make money? Let's talk about the third thing that we're gonna talk about here is making money. Yes, you can make a lot of money in functional medicine. And I say that, you know, I you know, always wanna lead with, and the truth is that the biggest thing is that you can really change lives with this. And therefore, anywhere where there is quality perceived and improving somebody's health, yes, you can make a really good income doing this, no matter where you're at, from the RN to the ND to the MD level. I mean, everyone, everyone can. The thing about it is that you have to know what it is that people need and you have to know how to, how to transfer that information to people. I see a lot of individuals being told, yeah, just open up doors, just start a practice, get a loan, open up, take rent or, you know, purchase a building and open up shop. I always say that is so silly because you need to do your market research first. And I think more and more people are getting to know this and it's getting to be a little bit more common. I feel like once I started saying this about a year ago, nobody was saying it. Now I feel like everyone is saying it, but it really is true. Do your market research first, find out where the competition lies, find out if there is, you know, an area for you to be able to do that. You need to make sure that you have good market research strategies in place that you can look and see, okay, what are people looking for? What are they not looking for? One of the things that 
you know, my group does is that we have we have search engines that we look at. We have you know, we look at the searches that people go to in the area. I've worked with WebMD to see the search amounts. I mean, there's just there's tons of different resources for that that you can look at and find. Are people needing this in my area? Are people needing this even across the nation where I can start targeting individuals by based upon searches and bring them to my evergreen passive platforms? and they subscribe that way. There's tons of different ways that you can do that, but make sure that you are looking at something that's profitable. The first thing I've shared this story a thousand times, but the first thing I launched, launched to crickets and I did not make any income. That whole, you know, build it and they will come thing is not true. Just because it can change people's lives doesn't mean that they're going to take that leap. One, you have to position yourself. You have to make sure that your marketing is on point. I'm sorry, but you can have the best thing out there, you know, the best business, the best practice, you can be the smartest practitioner, the most empathetic practitioner, you can have the most amazing testimonials, and you've had just changed lives. And especially in the autoimmune disease, when we're talking about functional medicine, that's my favorite, but you can have really great testimonies and completely change lives. But if you don't know how to market and position yourself, you're going to be you are going to become and be seen or not be seen, you're going to be the best kept secret meaning that you're not gonna have patients, you're not gonna have clients, and you're not gonna have income, and you therefore, probably most of us can't just keep doing something like this as a hobby. You have to be actually turning that into, into a profit. So it's just, I actually saw this from, uh, Steve Larson had this really great analogy, and he was saying how you, know, you can have five-star lungs, like you can be a champion at, at running, you can be an awesome athlete, have the best lungs out there, the best endurance. But if you are underwater, you're going to drown. If you are not in an environment where you can thrive, it doesn't matter how amazing you are. Same thing with your business. If your business is not set up in a way where it's just like really good real estate, right? There's real estate on the internet, meaning that where people are going and there's not a whole bunch of competition, you wanna make sure that you're there. Where do people go and how do they go places? They go places by searching. They go places by putting things into the Google search bar. They put things into the YouTube search bar. That's how they're going to find you. If you are not looking at the right things and you're hitting, you're, you're jumping on this really, really busy highway where thousands of people are going and searching, but most of them are going to a really strong competitor because I guarantee you pretty much anywhere you're at, no matter what you're wanting to start, there's high competition. That's, there's billions upon billions of people and more entrepreneurs made every single day. I think alone, there's like tons of millionaires made at the same time every single day. And I don't remember the exact number, but it's in, it's in like the thousands. It's incredible. But if you're jumping on a really, really busy highway, nobody's going to actually see you. You're just going to literally be a flash. But if you're jumping somewhere where there is, you know, there's, there's a lot of traffic, but you're the only building there, people are going to see you. Whereas if you are, you know, on a strip mall and the yeah, there's tons of traffic, but you're in a strip mall and there's bigger names up there, you know, in front of you or around you, Walmart's right next to you. And you're trying to sell, you know, your eye drops, just making something up random right next to Walmart. They're probably going to go to Walmart because they're going to see Walmart. They're going to trust Walmart. That's an established brand. They're not going to know what your eye drops are. They're not going to know anything about it. Whatever it is that you're trying to help them with, they're probably going to go to Walmart because they already know that Walmart has exactly what they need. So you have to be out in kind of, you know, an area where there's a lot of traffic, but there's not a lot of competition. And that's the same thing on search. People will search things just a little bit different. And whenever they search it just a little bit different, you optimize those keywords and people will come to you. Walmart will pop up. 
for your competitor. You know, Walmart's just an example. Your competitor won't show up. You will show up and people will come to you. And then whenever you have your website set up the correct way, whenever you have your page optimized that converts people and it has clarity and people are like, yes, this is what I need. They will purchase it and you don't even have to be there. They will enroll themselves as a client for you or a patient. They will set up an appointment to see you, whatever your goal is. And that's the way you can get passive income through this. It's really quite incredible. And it really is something that you can change lives with. So, you know, I always want to bring it back to what it really is the importance of all of this and the lives that you're changing with us. So always be thinking about that. Always be honing in on like, whenever I started this, I was like, okay, what do people need? Like, yes, guys, I did my research before I even did this podcast. And I know that you're searching for these things, right? Like, that's why I know that I'm going to have X amount of listeners. I know that I'm going to have X amount of people looking at my stuff because yes, I researched it before. Obviously I'm not just going to teach it to you. I'm going to practice what I preach because what I preach is going to help all of us. It's going to allow me to be able to provide to you something that you need. And it's going to bring more traffic to me because I've researched it, right? It's not just randomly guessing at this is what people need. I know this is what people want. You've actually done your research. And that is where most people really get failed. And I see a lot of people get honed into a lot of people. It's kind of, it's almost, I could get on a soapbox. I'm not, I'm not Charlie hard not to, but I see a lot of people saying, oh yeah, just set it up, set this up. Like, let me just set this up for you. And then it'll sell. That is so not true. That is so not true. You've got to do your research first. You've got to not only just do your research, but you've got to have a converting offer and then you can scale it up to a full program. Then you can scale it up to a full course. You start off something really small. Once you, once you find out, okay, this is what people really need. And this is the wording that does it. Then you scale up to a bigger level. That's how you scale a business. So I hope that helps you all. And it really shows, you know, the many different options that you can do in the functional world, because there's a lot of things. You being a nurse educator, no matter which level you're at or you want to practice at, this is within your scope. Most of the things that we talk about, it is more of the way that you implement it, the timing that you implement it, and the certain, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's different recommendations. It's sometimes very basic, like nutrition. Sometimes it's more like supplements, but it's really pretty incredible. And you can really change lives especially in things that people have been failed at in the conventional model, such as, you know, autoimmune. I don't mean to knock anybody, but I've had a lot of autoimmune patients kick back to me when I was still practicing full-time in the clinic. And that's whenever I was like, okay, I'm going to implement functional medicine with these people because nothing else works. And guess what? I was like a miracle worker for them. And it was not me. It was God working through me. And it was definitely the, the practice of functional medicine. It wasn't any kind of magic, but it felt like magic to them because they had just about given up on themselves as well as everyone else being able to help them. So, um, I hope this is helpful for you guys. And I hope this really clarified a lot of things. I know that it didn't answer every answer or every question out there because you still have to kind of do your own research and talk to your own nurse lawyer. You still have to talk to your own board of nursing, but I want you to know that no matter where you're at, no matter how restricted your state is, yes, you still have options. And if you have any other further questions, comment below or reach out to me, email me either one. I love getting information from y'all and I hope to see you on another, on our next episode and many blessings.